America. Hey, wait a minute. I don't know how to describe myself. We got to give these ladies a makeover. It's funny because I feel like you're always sitting on the show. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really good to know. A lot of women experience some of them. Clutch has, like, a lot of different kinds of interests. GIF, everyone. This is your girl Tawanda. Clutch to your seat and join us tonight for our Friday special show brought to you by Clutch. Our topic is the Misfit Story. Birds of a feather flock together. Enjoy the show. Birds of a feather flock together. And when you hear something that someone uses on another podcast, and you like it, then you duplicate it. And guess what? Sometimes people say, oh, you're just a copycat. But I learned a long time ago. It's okay when you're a copycat, as long as you're copying the right cats. Hi, everyone. This is Tawanda, and this is our special show for Friday, September 18th, 2020. And we're talking about the misfit story, Birds of a Feather Flock Together. And before we begin our special show tonight, we want to just go out to the lovely ladies on the line and say hello. Hopefully you're doing well. And I'd like to know what state you're calling from. Don't even tell us your name right now. Tell us the state you're representing tonight and what mood you're in. And when you give us your mood, give us one word. And one thing about ladies, sometimes we just do not follow the rules. You start telling me all about your day and your coffee, drinks, and all that. So please, please, please tell us the state you're calling from and the mood that you're in right now with one word. I'm going to call your zip code. Well, is that the zip code or area code? Whatever the first three things in your um, phone number. <laughs> and don't tell us your name, though. Don't tell us your name. It's not even Halloween yet. We just want to practice being secret, secretive. Tell us the state you're representing and the mood you're in using one word. We're going to go out to 267. Pennsylvania. 703. Virginia, excited. 609. Jersey, positive. 209. Wisconsin, um, uh, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> now nah, we got to stop right there. We got to stop right there. Hold up. Hold up one minute. We got two more to go, but hold up one minute. Let me get ask you ladies a question because I'm getting ready to put 209 all the way on the hot seat before we even get started. Have you guys ever played a game when you were in school, probably like fifth or sixth grade, called I Heard Through the Grapevine? And it's a game to where yes. you basically tell someone. Okay, you said yes. Is there anyone on here yes. who have no idea what I'm talking about? Is there anyone who's never Me? played that game? Me. Oh, at least one. Are you serious? <laughs> well, long story short, they were. I don't know how we started the game, but we were talking about how – you tell someone something, you know how you tell someone a secret and when it gets out, it's not even how you said it. So you tell one person <laughs> and you pass it to the next person. And, and sometimes you, and you can only tell them one time. So you, I tell, I tell Alexa, she said, wait a minute, I couldn't hear you. Tell me again. Uh-uh, I can't tell you again. 
So you got to take whatever you thought you heard and pass it on to the next person. And by the time it's over with, it ain't nothing like you said in the beginning. <laughs> That's how it starts when you deal with people like 209, when they can't tell us what move there is today. <laughs> But that's what also keeps life going, and that's why reality shows are rated. I don't know if they're rated number one or not. Corinne could tell us that, but that's why drama is at the top of all the charts because people love to get it started. All right, 940, get us back on track. Talk to us. From Texas and ready. 207. Name attentive. <laughs> we have been redeemed. All right, all right, all right. So I want to first tell you about the misfit story. Is there anyone on here that's heard of the misfit story before? No. Anyone else want to try? I'm playing with some gadgets over here. I may click on something that may hang us all up. If if I do, call back. Okay, cool. Anyone else want to take a stab at what in the world does she mean by the misfit story? Come on. Anyway. Uh, this is going to be, I would say that um, maybe people that don't fit in. Okay, I like that. She's close. Okay. Well, over a decade ago, probably almost 17 years ago to be exact, I joined a multi-level marketing company. We had meetings and trainings every week. I'll never forget it. There was a special training we had one time. We had to pay to attend it, and it was some holiday weekend. I think it was around 4th of July. And there were hundreds of people there. However, it was normally at least well over 1,000 people that would come to these type of trainings. So the speaker basically congratulated us for being there, and he began to tell a story. And he said, listen, you all are here today because you're misfits, and I got real hot. You know how you get hot, you're ready to fight, you start rolling up your sleeve? I'm like, I wonder who this man think he is calling me a misfit. He don't even know me like that. <laughs> I was getting ratchet real quick. <laughs> yeah, you ever got ra- Listen, you ever just got ratchet real quick? Corinne, tell us about a time that – you might have been professional, and then you turn around and you got ratchet real quick. <laughs> um, the the first thing that popped in my head is when um I went to the liquor store and I was with a bunch of people and um the guy at the liquor store asked for my ID and I looked young um so it wasn't a big deal that he asked me for my ID but he asked me for my middle name. And I thought for a second like I don't really you know. I remember my middle name being on there, but I told him it what it was anyway. And he gives me back my ID. So I look and I'm like, my middle name's not even on there. Why did you ask me? And he was like, oh, you know, because if you say anything other than what the, the first letter on there, I know you're lying. So I'm like, okay. And then he's going to a statistics about alcohol and whatever, whatever. And I say, okay, whatever. And, you know, just like, you know, I don't really care. So he says I need his breath because me the C word. <laughs> so I'm like, excuse me. So that ensued, um, yeah, our argument. And me not. Oh, he, t- so he took you there. Like, yeah. <laughs> ah, 
All right, all right, all right. That seems <laughs> really interesting. Oh. <laughs> all right, so basically, well, that's kind of how I felt when the guy called. He said we were misfits, and I thought it was crazy. And then he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me explain. And he went on to say how it was special people that join multi-level marketing. And he said, I know people say that you're in a cult and you're crazy and it's a pyramid and so on and so forth. And he said, and the fact that you're here today, it means that you sacrifice, get here, and that you're really serious about success. And he talked about how you have to sacrifice and go through things to get to success. He talked about sometimes you have to miss vacations, you miss birthdays, special events. He said people will ridicule you. However, you have vision, and long as you stay on the path, that you'll get there. And I said, okay, I can understand that, but why the hell is he calling us misfits? <laughs> so he asked, have you ever been in a room or a place where you just felt like you didn't fit in? And then he began to break it down. And I said, well, yeah, I've been in places all around people that I really, really didn't fit in. And he said, there are thousands of groups of misfits all over the world. And these are places to where you might not fit in these groups or circles with, quote, unquote, regular or normal people because you may be interested or into something a little different. So you have to find your commonality with other groups. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I kind of see what you're saying. And then he said, just think about how you may be different from friends, family, and so on and so forth. And then I thought about, okay, I'm the first person in my family on my dad's side to go to college. So that was different. I had to break out and do something different, but I wanted something different. And then I said, well, I was the first person in my family on both sides to ever start a business and keep building a business. And that was definitely different because people couldn't understand in my family why the hell are you just won't be like everybody else? But I never really was. And then I began to understand what he really meant by misfits. And then I sat up proud and said, okay, I'm a misfit. So, Kay, tell us about a time to where someone says something to you, you got offended, maybe a little huffy, and then you realize that they really didn't mean anything bad. Uh. I can't really think of a time because most of the time when people say stuff to me that I should find offensive, I find it funny. Okay. I have a twisted sense of humor. I got you. Okay. How about you, Lisa? Is there ever a time anyone says something to you and you kind of was getting a little huffy and then after you thought about it or you heard them out, you're like, okay, they really wasn't being funny or offensive. It was really for my benefit, my best interest. And this was before you beat them down. <laughs> Are you asking me? <laughs> Listen. Y'all um, oh. yeah, don't laugh at me, but I'm going to say, like, a time when I was in church. And the prophet, he got up there and he got to speaking. But what he said was, like, I, I didn't understand him. It was me and this girl. And he was just like, y'all ain't friends? Tell the church what y'all do to, with each other. And I'm like, I know you're not trying to call me gay with her because I don't even know her like that. I say she, you know, she go with somebody I know, and but I don't know. He was just making it sound all weird, and he thought I had the devil in me, and I thought he was trying to put homosexual demons in me. So it didn't go good. 
And then? That must have been so frustrating, but it sounds funny in the aftermath when you tell it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, because I'm standing there and I'm like, and I'm trying not to be rude because, you know, hey, we are in church. And I'm like, can you please explain to me what you mean before I say what I say next? He said, no, you tell the church. And I'm like, what do we, because I know I ain't been missing the so I'm trying to figure it out. He told me some, y'all ain't friends, y'all don't need to hang together, but he never told me what we was doing with each other. So I was just, I was frustrated. And then, like, after church, you know, the elders, they come up to you, and they was like, well, baby, um, what do you and that girl be doing? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that is <laughs> That is, I'm it's sorry, like, oh, that is so, you must have been so mad, but that's so funny. <laughs> I really thought he was trying to talk. No, no, y'all laughing, but this is a revival. You know, when you have a revival, people come to your church. Oh, so this is not just my yeah. church. It's, it's five different churches, and you trying to call me gay in front of the Lord. Like, I didn't know, like, and he still never explained it to me, but. So what do you and think he was really trying out, to tell like, Are you trying to call me gay? You never tried to call him out or anything? I asked him. I said, that's my girlfriend. I said, I don't like her. And that's exactly how I said it. And he was just looking at me like, because <laughs> I, I had got irritated and I started sweating, so I started thinking. And he was like, I said, well, when we hang together, you know, we go grab a drink. He said, what else y'all do? And then I thought back to a time when she had picked up something. She had took somebody to go stealing so I was like, well, maybe that's what he was talking about. But at the time, he never explained it, so I just thought he was saying I was gay. Um, so was, was any of that so, guilt? So for, a second, so, for, mm-hmm. so for a second, you had, like, a guilty look on your face, and so he probably thought it was, like, confirmation. No, I just wanted to get the right. Like, I might swing that way, but it wasn't with her. Like, no. Like, no that's why I said that was that like, guilt. Like, you accused me of her, but she ain't the one. I might be a little open, but exactly. not with her. But I, ain't about to, but I ain't about to tell on myself. You tell me what we talking about. Next, you, you know, your expression told on yourself. No. You had to see this girl. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, don't confuse the two. <laughs> I, don't get it twisted. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. So let me ask you, ladies. Now that I've explained the misfit story, and, you know, we all use different words, wordplay. Don't get a call from the wordplay. Tell us about a time to where you were somewhere that you feel like, you know, I really just did not fit in. Tell us about why you did not fit in and then explain about a time where you really did fit in. Two questions now. One time where, you know what, I was X, Y, Z, and I really didn't fit in. And I know we have some newbies on the line, so if I call out your number and you really don't want to share, that's totally fine. I respect that because we definitely want people to feel comfortable. And because we want people comfortable, we're going to start with 703 because we know she don't mind answering any question first. Come on. So one time where I honestly did not feel like I fit in was when they made me change my classes from regular to AP and honors classes. So... I did not fit in because I didn't know any of the students. They had their own clique and everything, and most of them were mean to me. They just weren't very friendly. So for, like, the first couple of weeks in school, I was, like, on my own. I couldn't wait until that stupid bell rang so I could run back to my normal friends. And the time where I always fit in is I always fit in at home because I am very super close to my sister. Some would say freakishly. I agree to that. 
So I always fit in at home. So the saying is that you can always come home. So that is that part is true. Is definitely true. And you said you were in AP classes? Yes. Was that a mistake or uh, that was for real? No, it was for real. Advanced placement and honors classes. For the first two years oh. of high school, I tried to skate under the board of not taking any AP and honors classes because my aunt never paid attention to my schedule. She was just the kind of parent to just sign it without really going over it. And at the end of the 10th grade, none of my teachers was signed over for me to take any more regular classes. They actually put on the stupid form that I needed to be placed in advanced placement and honors classes. So my last three years of high school was not fun. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. I didn't know you were that smart like that. Okay, respect. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Talk to a seven. I'm sorry. Thank you, 703. Talk to us, 267. Um, so a time when I didn't feel like I was um, in place was when I was down south, um, just because I, it's just, it was different um, than the part where I lived in, because I lived in a small, like, country town, um, and I'm more like a city folk, <laughs> um, and they couldn't pronounce my name, and I just, I, <laughs> I felt out of place. Um, a time when I felt in place was, I guess, a few guys I felt in place with here on this platform. You know, me feeling some kind of way when I can't pronounce your name because I'll be struggling sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Corinne, Corinne, Colleen. Oh my gosh, so many C's and K's. How about you, 609? Hi. Okay, so a time I didn't fit in, um, I actually started doing acting in Philadelphia. And people had already been on the set, they all knew each other. The first day I walked on, everybody was so cold to me. Nobody wants to run lines with me. And I literally remember calling my dad and crying. And I was like, I don't even want to do this. I just want to go home. And he was like, no, show them what you got. You stay and you work through it. And I did. And, you know, luckily everybody warmed up. Um, a time where I do feel in place is anywhere doing karaoke. I know that sounds <laughs> weird, but... There's karaoke. I sit right in with those people. I mean, I sound horrible, and so did I. So those are my people, and I stick to them. Freaking right. I love me some karaoke, <laughs> too. Definitely. Can't sing a lick. Right. And need some drinks, but too. But I still get out there and I have a good time with it. And, and, that's, and that's all that matters. <laughs> okay, that right. sounds good. I 940, talk to us. Um, I would have to say um, a job I didn't fit in at would have to be, like, home health. I think because I got burned out easily because I started it at, like, 13, and then it was a lot to keep up with nurses' notes, 2067s. You know, it was just a whole lot. But I, um, when I got older and I could work a different job, um, I started merchandising, and that was, like, where I fit in best because I wasn't interacting with people. I was on the road on my own, maybe 16 hours a day, but it was peaceful. Okay. Okay. I can definitely dig that. That definitely makes sense. How about you, 207? <laughs> Hi. Thank you. 
tenth day at college, <laughs> I went and uh, participated with beautiful girlfriends through my high school years were absolutely great. Loving, caring, you name it. Um, absolutely no physical fights in our school, and we were like 980-something girls <laughs> that attended oh, wow. a year. Yeah, we it was beautiful. Um, but then we had to, of course, make choices and decisions, and I continued my studies forward, um, but the first semester at college was where you kind of I mean, I just fell all apart. I even left after that semester <laughs> to try to find that warmth that I had been given in high school. So I would go with my first day at college. Okay, okay. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> okay. 209. Okay, can you repeat the question? Alexis, tell her what the question was, please. The question is a two-parter. The first one is, tell us about a time where you did not fit in. And the second part is, when you did fit in. Uh, I kind of feel like I haven't fit in my whole life. I was homeschooled. So, yeah, I just sort of, I go in groups of people and I'm just different because I wasn't socialized the way everybody else was. Um, let's see, a time I did fit in. Uh, maybe when I used to take dance classes a lot when I was a kid and when I used to sing in the choir because you're not really, like, doing anything except dancing and singing, so you kind of have to blend in. Yep. Now, back up for a second. So you said you were homeschooled. So is there a particular reason you didn't fit in, though? Like, even with being homeschooled, don't you have, like, recess, not recess, but, like, playtime or play dates where you do interactions or? Yeah, I do. What kind of social? I, I mean, like, I would go to the Boys and Girls Club or the Girls Club, stuff like that, but. I mean, like, my interests were just different from other kids. Like, I would go in their library, and I would read all of their sci-fi and fantasy while the other kids were playing basketball. Like, stuff like that. I was just different. (laughs) Misfit. You freaking misfit. All right. That sounds awesome. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about when we come back from break is we understand what misfits are, and we know that we're all different. I was talking to, I think, Corinne the other day. I may have been today, and we were talking about how different people are, and I think you said something, Corinne. Well, that's the re- Well, it might not have even been you. Someone said, well, that's the reason the world goes around, because that's we're right. all different. So we had- and what- Okay, what was it that you said? Um, that's what makes us special, because we're all different. Absolutely, and that's what makes us special, and sometimes, you know, we just don't really know how special we are, but we have to definitely use it to our advantage. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about how birds of a feather flock together, and I did invite someone tonight to put on the hot seat to ask a couple questions, and after we go from those questions, I'm going to want Corinne to ask Kay similar questions, maybe at least five on how you two, as far as birds and feather flock together. And I say that simply because when we started with Real Girlfriends Across America, 
you two met and clicked and you were accountability partners, et cetera, et cetera. And we want to talk about what does it truly mean when birds of a feather flock together. We'll be right back. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Delta Airlines is taking a stand in supporting an African-American woman who was harassed on a Delta flight. Not only did they apologize to her for her experience, they also upgraded her next ticket to first class. Thanks to Delta for standing for what's right during these times. Thank you so much for that, and we're back. And again, tonight, this is our special show. We're talking about the misfit story and birds of a feather flock together. I hope you ladies have clutched on to something to drink and you're sitting in a really comfortable chair because we do have a lot of information we want to share tonight, and we're going somewhere, and there's always a method to the madness. One of the most important things about Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America is this is a place for women. This is a place where we want to build and develop lifelong friendships. This is a place where we want to have fun. Unfortunately, there's so many people that say, hey, I don't have any friends. So before we open up our next segment, segment talking about birds of a feather flock together, I want to ask you, ladies, like when you think about your life, tell me, tell us, tell the world, tell the listeners, how has your friendships been? And be as honest as you possibly can because we want to be able to build, and we know everyone has different things to say when it comes to friendships. Don't tell us what a friend is because we're going to ask you that a little later. Tell us how your friendships have been. Tell us what kind of friend you are. Talk to us too. You know what? I am too scared to go to 209 first. So I'm going to start with, (laughs) I'm going to start with, I'm going to be safe and start with 267 first. Yes. Okay. How has your friendships been? How has your friendships been? And what kind of friend do you feel like you are? When I say how have they been, like, over the last decade or so? They've been pretty solid because the people that I actually call friends, um, they've been friends. Uh, I mean, I meet people, and they can be associates, and we can be, you know, friendly. But um, I don't necessarily say, hey, that's my friend. Um, so my friendships, yeah, they definitely have been solid and loyal. Okay. All right, 609. Okay, so I've learned over the past 10 years that people come and go very easily, but I've had friends for over 25 years now, and I like to keep my circle small because those are the ones that I trust. And what else was I about to say? Um, (laughs) what, What kind of friend are you? I am a very, when you need me, I will be there if I can. I will help you do anything. Um, I like to say very loyal to my friends, but I also am very particular in who I do that for. Okay. That's just not something I, I hand out that. to everybody. Like, you got to show me respect, too. You want respect, you got to show me respect. Absolutely. Okay. All right, 940. Oof. Um, 
Oh, take a deep breath. Come on. <laughs> I know I had to fire the blood up. <laughs> I really I've had friends in a long time because like it took me a decade to realize like the person I was hanging with every day was not my friend. Just like, you know, she said she could meet other friends and they could be associates and stuff like that. Well, in my case, like trying to meet the other people's friends, they always like well it wasn't always, but twice she had came back. You know, she had repeated my business to me. Like, she didn't know she was telling me. Like, she was just freaked out. So, it, and it wasn't nothing serious, but everything with me is principal. So, because um, my friends don't know nothing about you. And, it, you know, it was it was petty, but that lets me know that you be sitting up talking about me. So, after that, I, um, I told myself I'd never have friends again. Then that's when I met T, and then I met Chevy, and then I just, how I grew closer to other people, like, I guess that was God weeding out the bad and bringing the positive in, because now I, you know, I don't have many friends, but the friends I do have, they are great friends, and with me, the type of friend, I know people probably think, well, I'm the type that's, let's pull up on this, and I'm not that type of friend, I'm the type of friend that's going <laughs> to pull up on you and talk some sense into you, but we're not going to go live, make no fools out of ourselves, like, we're not going to do that, like, I will not be your friend if you stupid like that. Like, you want to chase okay. this man down, he's been cheating on you 25 years, y'all been together 30, like, mm-mm, I won't be friends with you. But you've actually had an experience with the person that you called a friend, and because of that bad experience, you actually never even wanted to have friends again? Like, that was your initial thought and feeling? No, I never liked people to to begin with. So it was oh. me stepping out trying to change something about myself, trying to be more okay. social, you know? And they okay. just let me know, like, bitch, you need to stay in your shell. Now, why did you never like to ask, why you never like people, if I may ask? Because at a early age, um, I sat back and I watched a lot. Like, I was, I knew too much. Like, I was the little girl that knew okay. too much. And I just see how people operate. And 75% of people are evil. Okay. All right. Um, 703? I'm the kind of friend that is your ride or die. I literally will help you bury that body. Really? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I like that. When I was in school, <laughs> She's I just going to be screaming, though. Like, when I was in high school, I had a best friend. She and I lost her touch because she joined the military. But... When we were in high school, there were so many people that said two peas in a pod. Where you see one, the other is not that far away. It's gone so bad to the point where we actually know when something is wrong with each other and we would just call each other for no reason. Like just because we had an inkling that something was going on, that we would just call. And now I have a new best friend. And, yes, I, too, will help her bury that body should she need help burying something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And you know what? I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants a ride-or-die friend. You said what now? Wouldn't you want that? 
wouldn't you want that friend in your corner no matter what? I'm the kind that is so loyal to my friends regardless. So I'm the kind of friend that's not going to turn my back on you, even if I don't agree with what you did, even if I don't agree with what you're doing. I'm still going to be your friend because, like most people say, yes, I have a lot of associates, but for those that I call my true friends, I'm ride or die. Sorry. Like, I'm not going to turn on my friend. I'm always going to be there for my friend no matter what. Okay. Well, on that note, I got to share a quick story, and I'm sure <laughs> if you have a ride or die story that you can share, definitely do that, and we're going to still go to 207 and 209, but um, I live in Tampa, and I was um in a group of, for women, for girlfriends, and there was this one girl that said what Alexa said. She said, I'm looking for the body in the trunk type friend, and I said, body in the trunk? What she mean? She said, a ride or die. Literally, if we had to put a body in the trunk and get rid of it, I'm looking for that friend that'll die with it. I'm like, okay, I, I can, I understand what she's saying. And so she started asking the different girls, like 12 of us at the um, meeting, and she asked, what would we do if we were riding somewhere and she hit someone by mistake and we got out of the car and they were dead? And she wants to put the body in the trunk and get rid of it. And one of the girls said, okay, she said, okay, I understand what you're saying. Now, listen, we're going to have to call the police, <laughs> but I'm going to explain to them. She said, hold up, hold up. I want to be your friend. <laughs> she just mushed it all together. And I'm like, let her, let her speak, let her speak. And she's like, but listen, I got police in my family, so-and-so. She said, oh, no, police in your family? Somebody's a judge? Oh, we definitely not going to be friends. Uh, so I hear what you're saying, Alexis. However, action speaks louder than words. So let me ask you, ladies. Nah, straight up. Just let me ask you. And we're gonna come back to this question, though. Are you a ride or die friend? You, not nobody else. Alexis says she's a ride or die. No matter what, I'm with my friend, not associate. My friend. Are you a ride or die? Or what is the deal breaker on that? Two six seven. Are you a ride-or-die friend, or what's the deal-breaker when it comes to that? Um, I'm definitely a ride-or-die. Um, I guess the deal-breaker is if you're misleading or you can't be trusted, um, because if I can't trust you, then what's the, the point? I'm okay. not going to be able to ride Six. for you if I can't even trust what you're saying. Okay, 609. Six zero nine, you there? Oh my God, All I'm right. parking. Not yes, yeah, so we can hear you now. Okay, um, definitely ride or die. But for my two best friends that I've had in my corner forever, because I know damn well if I called them right this very second, they'd be over here helping me out too. Wow, respect nine four zero. The three that I do, you know, of course, like, that's no question. There are no limits. Like, there's no deal breaker with that because if we ride or die, I already trust you beyond the point. You know, I really look at you as family. All right. 207. I am an instant best friend, meaning that for the most part, if I smell gunpowder, 
I'm going to tell you, let's get out of Dodge. <laughs> this is not a good place for us. If you come to me and you tell me you had a terrible day and you would like to jump in front of a train, I'll say it could have been worse. So look the bright side of the coin and never mind jumping in front of a train. So I am an instant friend, and thank God, knock on wood, I have not encountered any of my instant friends, that means I will meet you within seconds and we can just fly from there. Anyone that had any interest in burying a body, <laughs> so we say inside, and that's the friend that I am. I make bachelor parties for you, like happy that you're getting what a wedding or. Um, having a baby, even though all celebrations, I was not gifted with a baby shower. Uh, friends that called friends didn't necessarily walk me to my marriage, but it works out. I am an instant friend. I am so afraid to ask 209 this, but I'm going to go ahead. You mean if, if I'm a ride or die friend? Um, I am up to a point. Um, if if like if if you're you know if you're running around murdering people, I'm not going to help you do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I don't want to go down like that. Would you at least let them uh, You know, anything short of anything short of physically harming people, sure. I mean, you know, and stealing. I don't do that either. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, back to 207 and 209 in reference to over the last decade, what type of, what has your friendships been like? We'll go to 207 first. Over the last decade or so, what has your friendships been like? Uh, well, it may have a lot to do with the women years. can go, and it's really, really fast. It's just an experience of maybe, I'd say, two hours, um, which friendships are usually longer than that, about three days, and then that friend introduces you to another friend. It has mm-hmm. not been that much of a blessing. I'm sorry? No, I, I was just saying, I hear you. The blessings have not been the same. It could also have a lot to do that, in the year 2006, there was a uh, emphasis and a demand on a big plate of parents forced to retire. They also changed our work schedule. You know, the four shifts are running at a different hour than the normalcy that we experienced for 35 years, consistent uh, four-hour shifts, or the shifts of the day. There are four shifts for a day for 24 hours. And I, like I've mentioned previous, with all those great friends that we had, like in high school, we also had great parents. And they were a strong, committed table. And they were civil with each other and we did a lot of the same laws. And so at this time in my life, it has not, I 
am not as great as our parents are where they benched together and they were a bridge, <laughs> you know, so God bless them. I would love to reach that level of how our parents have been, and I feel that God would influence us again to being able to have the opportunity in having these lifelong friends or uh, experience of feeling that connection that we are friends or family in water. Okay. That makes sense. And thank you for sharing that and, and really breaking that down. Okay, 209. Mm-hmm. What has your friendships been like over the last decade? Over the last 10 years? Ah. <clears throat> uh, yes. Um, to be honest, I think over the last, because I'm 37 now, and since 27, that's a long span. You know, t- there's a big difference between 27 and 37. Big difference. So um, I would say that I've learned over the past 10 years to whittle down my circle because when I was in my 20s, I was surrounded by a lot of frenemies. And I didn't really have a choice because they were like the girlfriends or the wives of the guys that were friends with my husband. So I was sort of forced to socialize with them. I didn't really have a choice. Um, But after I had a choice, I started cutting off people left and right because I just, I can't stand fakeness. I can't stand passive aggressiveness. I can't stand backstabbing. I can't, I can't stand a lot of just behaviors that, you know, that are anti-friendship. Like you say you're a friend, but you're really not. I can't stand that. So I, I whittled down my friendship circle really hard towards the end of the last 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Man, we're talking about the misfit story, friendships, birds of a feather flock together. We got to take another break. However, I promise you, when we come back, we're finally going to talk about birds of a feather flock together. I invited someone on here tonight to ask a couple of questions in the hot seat. After I ask her those questions, Corinne has a few that she's going to ask Kay. We're talking about what is birds of a feather flocking together. When we come back, we'll go to 703 Alexis. She'll tell us what that means, and then we'll dive into those questions that I have for the young lady that's going to be in the hot seat. We'll be back.
And we are back. Thank you so much for sticking with us. This is Tawanda with Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America. And we're hanging out on a Friday night. This is our special show. And we are back talking about the misfit story and birds of a feather flock together. Alexis, in your own words, when you hear birds of a feather flock together, what comes to mind? What does that mean to you? Alexis, are you there? Alexis, oh, going sorry. once. Sorry. I okay. Birds of a feather flock together to me means people who are similar or people who are really alike tend to stick together. For example, if you have the popular class. When you go to school, those students who are popular or very popular tend to stick together. And you have the groups that are, I hate to use the word geek, they tend to stick together. So in a way, people who share interests or people who have the status quo or meet certain requirements, they tend to stick to each other and to their own kind if you really want to think about it that way. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I am going to ask Lissa to get in the hot seat because I have a couple of questions I want to ask her. And while we're doing that, next I'm going to go out to Corinne to ask Kay a couple of questions. And Corinne just found out tonight that I wanted her to ask Kay a couple of questions. But the point is, birds of a feather does flock together. And as we conclude tonight in a few minutes, we'll be talking about part two of how we actually do that because there are certain things some people have certain friends for certain things so tonight we're going to open that up and see what the commonality is what the differences are all right miss lissa lissa renee are you ready <laughs> yeah i'm ready Girl, my heart beating now don't treat me like you treat the pastor ready. now lissa because you said what now i don't know i say you got my heart beating and my waist my, my waist beat sweating why is that? I'm ready. Because you make me nervous. But I'm ready. <laughs> are, you, are you feeling kind of how you was with the pastor at, at the revival? You know we better than that now. <laughs> he was All right. Like coming All up right. On me like... but, and, but, but in all fairness, you already knew the questions I was going to ask you. And we're talking about birds of a feather flocking together because in life we sometimes have friends that we didn't know for 10, 15, 20 years. Sometimes we've known them for, for six months. And we meet people through all types of ways. So birds of a feather flock together when they have similarities and interests and so on and so forth. So, Lisa, first let me ask you, what is your actual definition of true friendship? <clears throat> I would say, like, to just sum it up, someone that's, you know, people that are there when it counts. I'm not going to say always because that's being selfish because everybody has their own life. But someone that's there when it counts, someone that corrects you, you know, someone that really has your back without, you know, without you having to question it. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing that. And my next question is, and the thing is, I probably met Lisa maybe seven, eight, nine months ago. How long has it been? Yeah, about 10 months. 10 months, okay, all right. All right, so when you hear the saying birds of a feather flock together, what actually comes to your mind? 
<laughs> really, what comes to my mind when you say that, I be like, because where I'm from in Texas, like, when somebody say that, they, they mean that whoever is in that group, they about to go do some ball-headed whole shit. Like, they about to go do something. Well, oh, wait, 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 wait. What What's the term you use? Ball-headed whole shit. Okay, now what does that mean? Ball-headed whole shit? Like, I'm about I've to I've never heard of it before. I'm about to, like, I'm probably going to be the life of the party tonight type stuff, you know? Okay, now hold on one second. Is there anyone on the line that's heard of that term before? Ball-headed hoe. I'm guilty. Um, oh, who said who said yes? See. Oh, wow, that's really? A <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's not a Texas that's thing. Okay. No. There's that's a oh, wow. thing. I'm just talking about the first of I've never heard the term before. Okay, all right. Carry on, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I all do right. have common sense, and, you know, I know what it really means, so I don't take offense to it when people say that to me. Oh, no, but, but no, I, and I respect differences because that's how I learn every single day, and I always learn something from you because you're always, I'm like, oh, my God. Now, why do you say that? Where do you get that from? But that's what makes the world go wrong because we're all different. As Corinne says, we're all special. So, no, I love it, I love it, I love it. All right, so when you think about how long you have known me and how we have been developing and building friendship, what in the world would you say our similarities are? Uh Uh-oh, I don't need to put no disclaimer on here, do I? Okay, go ahead. Um, I keep that for a later day, but um, like, it's like, yin and yang is like really and truly like learning somebody you know and I feel like that's what we did and so like we know each other like I know what you want done you know what you know and you know how to help me and shit if I can't help you because you know you you know a lot so I mean I'll try to and you know in my best ways and it's just like we know how to knock shit out like it's just mm, and then the crazy stuff so you know it just fits it's like I tell you all the time, like, I feel like when I get, you know, to your age, I'm going to be like you because, like, like you say, I remind you of me when you were in your 20s. So it's like, I don't know, we got some of our, like, our stories are the same. And that's, I mean, we met, like, crazy. So it's hard to explain because, like, I feel like it's so much. (laughs) But, you know, to be specific, one thing that Alyssa told me when I met her is she said, I feel like we met before. Have you guys ever met someone in life and you feel like you met them before, like in another life? Anybody? Is that scary? No. No? no? I okay. Have. Anybody? I have. Me too. Okay. <laughs> me three. You know, like, hey, you ever been in a place like, you know, like I've been here before? So basically, Alyssa, you feel like our similarities is yin yang, common. You didn't you didn't name anything specific, but maybe you're going to say that part two. Well, tell me, what would you say some of our differences are, if any? Um, it's a lot. Um, I sometimes like to slack, and you know, you like to work, 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 and then sometimes I want to rest, and you want to work, 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 and then. <laughs> 
Um, we have different views about things. Like, I mean, we disagree sometimes, but I feel like that's what, you know, it makes it work for real because we don't always have to agree. And then um, it just be fun. Okay. Last question. What would you say keeps us, this is several questions in one, but you already have them, so you know what they are. What would you say would keep us friends? And what I mean by that is sometimes people meet because of business or through other people, and they build a friendship. And sometimes that ends. So what would keep us friends? Um, I tried not being your friend. <laughs> and like I said, I feel like we met on something totally different. And, like, through my spiritual awakening and when I meditate, like, I don't know, God just be showing me, like, I couldn't get away from you if I wanted to because I didn't meet you, you know, for my own pleasure or business. You know, it was, I mean, we met on some business stuff, but when I started talking to you, all this stuff just started happening, and then, you know, it was business, and then, you know what I mean, I got lazy, and hell, I was going through it, and you know, I felt like I, I wasn't a good friend at that point in time, you know, but like I said, I'm, I feel like if you can come back from it, and it wasn't even nothing that serious, but I feel like if you can come back from it, then, I mean, those are who are who to be your friends. And one thing you said that was key, a lot of times when you meet through one way, sometimes it does not just be about that. And you kind of, maybe the friendship comes full circle. Is that a good way to explain it? Yeah, because some, cause sometimes you can't, like, I mean, sometimes you might meet on some business stuff and it might not work out. And I feel like that's fine if you are, you know, a true friend. But sometimes, like, when the business stops, the friendship stops as well. But in this case, okay. ours didn't. Okay. And we're going to go out to Corinne, who has a couple of questions. She's going to ask Kay, just because we're all meeting and we're getting to know each other and we're forming friendships. And when we have our part two, we'll dive more into the concept of birds of a feather flocking together, why they actually do that and what that actually means. Because I know we've all been outside and we saw all the birds going south or going north all together and what this formation actually means. It actually definitely does mean something. And, again, when you have friendships with people, it doesn't have to always be the same thing. I know everybody said, oh, I have my work friends, oh, I have my social friends, oh, I have the friends that listen. We have all types of friendships. So after we come back from this short break, because I did get a message about, hey, that break was long, then we're going to hear Corinne just ask a couple of questions to Kay. We'll close out with any final comments and questions, and then we'll conclude our call for tonight. We'll be right back shortly. Real Girlfriends Across America is on Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do.
All right, all right, all right. We are back. This is Tawanda with the Misfit Story, talking about birds of a feather flocking together. Lissa, thank you so much for allowing me to put you on the hot seat. And one thing I always respect about you is your transparency and your honesty. And sometimes when you develop relationships with people, you're getting to know one another, and you go through some ups and some downs. But that's what, to me, strengthens friendships and relationships. You got to go through something sometimes. And really having good communication is the key. So, no, we're not going to always agree. And, yeah, sometimes I do work, 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 work. But then sometimes I don't. But I just really appreciate you saying that. And, Alyssa, before we go out to Corinne, is there anything else you want to share in reference to what we just talked about on reference to friendship or birds of a feather flocking together? No, ma'am. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Oh, thank you, Lisa. And I did ask her last night, like, hey, when we link up, because we haven't physically met yet for COVID reasons and being busy and everybody doing all types of things, and we live 13 hours apart. But when she was giving me some different examples, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm definitely ready for that. And we'll close out talking about the ideal girlfriend getaway with those birds that you're hanging with. All right, Corinne, we're going to turn it over to you. And I know that you and Kay just met months ago, and you're building. However, I love to see what y'all commonality is. Talk, turn it over to you. Um, and I feel so awkward. Um, hey, Kay, hey. <laughs> I, think hey, hey, hey. That, um, <laughs> I think that we bond over, I don't know, like everyday things, like maybe like hair, um, clothing, just something recently we bond over. Um, yeah, I just, it's just, I don't know, just an everyday common thing. Um, yeah, I think we talk a lot about, you know, like you said, everyday things. Um, Any questions, Fern? Um, yeah, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> so, um, Kay, like, what do you find to be the most important quality about um, friendship, like in a friend, like the most important quality in a friend? Most important quality? Um, <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. I would say the most important quality would be, I would say two things, loyalty and um, the ability to communicate. Okay. And like, how do you, I know we had a conversation or a podcast about um, sparking up conversations. Like, how do you think that you would like start up a, a conversation? Like, if it was someone you just met and like you were interested in having maybe a, like a friendship with them? Um, well, I usually like if I, if I see somebody that I'm like, oh, they seem really cool. I want to be friends with them. Maybe I already know a little bit about them because, like, maybe I see them doing that that something that looks super interesting to me, and I want to know more about what they're doing, or, or maybe they just have really awesome interests, you know, things like that, or they just seem like cool or different in a different kind of way. <laughs> I'm drawn to different people, <laughs> um, like you know, people who aren't aren't like everybody else, so to speak. Um, yeah, so I just start talking to them. I ask them about what they like, like what they do, what their hobbies are, stuff like that. And my final question, and then I'm going to take us off the hot seat. Um, 
So am I cool enough to am I cool enough and interesting enough to have a chance to be your friend? So okay. I think I think that anybody that has the ability to be like extremely honest and open and um you know, be sort of really real and, you know, not engage in passive aggressive behavior, stuff like that. Like I'm willing to be friends with people like that. When I say cool, I don't mean like, you know, what everybody thinks of as cool. I just, maybe that was like the wrong word to use. So, yeah. (laughs) You didn't answer the question though. Yeah, I did. She was asking you about herself specifically. Yeah, so this is what I said. I said that anybody, including her, who has the ability to communicate and be real and honest and not be passive aggressive and be loyal and all of that, I'm willing to be anybody's friend like that. You know, I always get people when they do that because I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm talking about me specifically. I ain't talking about nobody else. So I'm just messing (laughs) with you on that one, Kay. That wasn't Corinne. Don't hold it against her. I'm a little passive aggressive at times. I'm sorry. So, Corinne, I'm sorry about the hot seat. Well, you know, no, I'm not. <laughs> I love the hot seat. I really do. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but, um, but seriously, birds of a feather flock together. And as we close out tonight, I just have two last questions for everyone. The first one is, when you think about a girlfriend's getaway, you know that this company, Real Girlfriends Across America, is about building lifelong friendships with women. We're gearing up for 2021. Hopefully COVID will leave us and never come back again, and hopefully we can get out. So if you were going to plan a girlfriend's getaway trip, what would it be? Where would we go? And sometimes people want to go clamping. Has anyone ever heard of clamping? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you trying to no? say glamping? I wrote it I wrote it down all wrong. Glamping. <laughs> Anyone and I just learned about glamping last night. Anyone interested in glamping? No. So if, I go, if I go camping, it's real camping. No glamping. You gotta do it for real. Well see, I I, I would consider glamping. I'm camping is not even being considered, so Sorry, Cassandra. Well, oh, when we have when we have getaways, some people are interested in glamping, some camping, some Vegas, some red light district. So, ladies, the final thing I want to ask you guys tonight: if you were going to plan a getaway for the ladies on this call tonight, and all the other ladies we're going to deal with, what would your idea of that getaway be? And I'm really scared to ask 703 because I know if you're hanging out with her, you got to bring your own linen. But I'm going to start with 267 because I want to be safe. Two six seven. Okay. I apologize. Um, no, I wouldn't want to go again, but I think I would choose to go to Hawaii. So you would take. No, this is not about you. Where are you taking us? I know. <laughs> okay. Hawaii. Oh, I think I'm not really that interested in flying that long, but um, definitely um, I would love to get to Hawaii. Okay, so we're going to Hawaii. What are we going to do there? 
was definitely not glancing. (laughs) (laughs) I think he has fun under his doors. Some tourist stuff. Okay. All right. Two zero seven. <laughs> oh, where would I take you girls? Um, I guess I would bring you Spain. <laughs> and a you said very, where? um I would bring you up to Maine. Okay. Um but make rounded it like I would take two seventy three with us because um she'll remember to bring linen. <laughs> Remind us all all women, which is very important, because I kind of live rustic, and um, there's need for porting water, so you'll be like a fear factor type of survival um, experience. Yes. What? Um, Yeah. Yeah, you guys make fun of me. For over planning, um, you would be. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm just making light of everyone making fun of me for saying bring my own linens. You want to do Survivor, which is fine. Watch everybody be in my room going through my suitcase, trying to find everything that I overpacked, <laughs> including the aspirin and everything else. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So so you're saying, and 207, you're going to have us on a survival? This is going to be the girlfriend's getaway? Well, to be, the outing is, uh, <sighs> it needs to take all, um, um, it needs to massage, like, more of, like, a survival expert. Because there is, a, there happens as all of but we would need to... Have your own blanket and uh, my own blanket. Not take the wash clothes. Um. Yeah, there oh would be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and we would have circle of prayers, and we would um have uh maybe nine. Okay. Okay, I can dig with some of that. The own the own blanket and stuff like that. Um Okay. I'm so open minded and spontaneous, so we'll see. Um All right. Sounds like sounds sounds like something different. I'm all about different. Talk to us nine four after we leave Maine, we're gonna hang out with nine four zero. Lisa Lisa, what we doing? Where are we going? Well, I thought we was going to Cali, but, you know, everybody might not smoke. But I feel like we could still, you know, go there, go to, like, a listening party, a jazz club. I don't know. I like the pop, too. Don't get me wrong. But definitely going to go there and smoke and travel and just look at the beautiful, you know, well, it's burning right now anyway. But um, I really would like to go on a cruise. Okay. You know, go to the islands. You know, I love cruises. See how they do things, try new things, get some spiritual awakening going on, you know, meditate again. And uh, I need to learn how to meditate too, definitely. 
609, talk to, oh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute, 609, no. Cassandra. Yeah. Did you talk to us already, Cassandra? I'm scared to talk to you. No. <laughs> okay, talk to us, then talk to us. Forgot me, right? Um, I was going to say Thailand, but, you know, you don't want to fly that far, so. Ooh, I, I would love to go to I'm spontaneous, though, but I'm sorry, go ahead. But if you do know it's like a 16-hour flight, and then you have to switch planes, and then you have to get on another plane. So it's like 18 hours. Well, I'm going to get some cannabis. I'm getting a prescription. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I hope it makes you go to sleep. I ain't never had any yet, but good time to try it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But Canada no, border is closed. So, so we're going. No, we're we're talking about in the future. So. So you're taking us to Thailand, is that correct, Cassandra? That's correct. Okay, I'm down for that. I like I like Thailand movies too. Corinne, where were you taking us? Corinne taking us to Hawaii. I'm kind of scared to see where Alexa's gonna take us. I want to take you ladies to Australia. Okay. Why? Have you ever seen a meme? I like Australia. Australia. That's the Yeah, I want to go. Australia has the Great Coral Reef. It has Sydney and the Great Opera House. It has the Steve Irwin um, Zoo that you don't walk around in. You can ride around in. And if we have any time left, I want to swing over to New Zealand because New Zealand is supposedly very beautiful. It's the only place on Earth that is snake-free. There are no snakes in New Zealand. Well, I would be taking you guys to a girlfriend's getaway in Jamaica. No, grill Jamaica, that is. And it will be extremely exotic weekend. Lots of hanging out, fruits, vegetables, meeting new people, beaches, and so much more. Hmm. As we close out tonight, though, because we are definitely out of time. We're over time. Is there anyone that has any comment in reference to anything we discussed tonight or anything you want to share with our listeners in reference to friendships, birds of feather flocking together, or anything? Because remember, we are here to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. Everyone doesn't have friendships from high school and from college or from childhood. Some people have no friends at all, and we really want to be a support system and a place where women can meet just like 207 mentioned instant friendships. Sometimes you are forming instant friendships. So as we close out tonight, um, whoever wants to go, any tip, any last thought, anything that's on your heart that you want to share with the world that's listening. And let's just respect each other, no particular order, whoever wants to share, and then we'll close out. Have your ladies ever heard of Tyler Perry's character, Medea? Yes, I have. Okay. So, Medea, Tyler Perry wrote Medea a great line that I like to think in terms of friendship. It's a quote about a tree. 
how some people are like leaves. One season they're over here, the next season they're over there. They blow whichever way the wind blows. And then some people are like branches. They're kind of sturdy, but you kind of have to be careful because some branches aren't as sturdy as they seem. But if you're lucky, you find the people who are like the roots. The roots don't need to be seen. They don't need people to know that they're your friend. They don't need the attention or they need everybody to know what they do for you. But without those roots, you, the tree, can't survive. So when I think of my friends, I want my friends to be my roots. And in those being real girlfriends across America, I hope that I find many more roots because the strongest tree has a network of roots that keeps it stable. There's a reason why certain trees never bend or break when weather or storm passes by. Anybody else? Hello. Pleasure on see your drinks. Wow. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch on to us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.